Welcome to Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft, episode 32. On today's show, we'll get surprised by baseball standings. Wait, are the Braves good? And we'll get to the surprising perks of being an adult right on the other side of this music. Let's go. Welcome to Shades Life is a Fantasy Draft. My name is Daniel Gewurz. I am not joined today by Greg Dennis. He has the week off. Uh, we really got to work on our contracts because he gets all this vacation time and I get none. Uh, but with me is John Gorman. John, how are you doing tonight? I, I'm good. You could argue that I've I've really been taking vacation pretty much every week since we started this podcast. <laughs> you you, uh, you haven't actually had to do any work yeah i mean like yeah i come on here and i talk and i occasionally say something of value once every three episodes but largely i'm just going through the motions that makes sense i think um <laughs> i think at this point it's uh it's it's okay for us to rest on our laurels we're already you know one of the best i would say we're in the top 98 percent of podcasts yeah and like my laurels are quite comfortable like like they're tempurpedic <laughs> They're Tempur-Pedic laurels. So, so your laurels, yeah, I mean, you, you could sleep easy on them. Absolutely. I go to bed every single night thinking, man, these laurels. So as you guys can see, with only two of us, we are, we are, are significantly different than, than normal. And I think this brings up an interesting point. So... People will make fun of and poop all over uh, radio show hosts who they think aren't contributing anything. And they'll say, oh, you know, I could do that job. That's the easiest job in the world. Just talk about sports for a few hours a day. And it's not so easy when you're not actually talking to anybody. So I, I really wanted to bring up two of the biggest, I guess, whipping boys in, in sports talk radio are uh, uh, Colin Cowherd and, and Jim Rome. Am I right on that, or is there is there someone else out there that I'm missing? I mean, as far as, like, sports talk radio goes, Jim Rome and Colin Cowherd are, to my knowledge, the only solo flyers in the business with any sort of national clout. Right, they're, they're the only ones who matter. I know Mike Francesa and uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo tried to matter. Right. Um, man, I... That's one of those things where I think New York City gets full of itself. I'm from New York City, and I love it, and I do think it's the best city in the world. But, man, people from there are so full of themselves. Nobody, I don't think anybody outside of the New York metro area cares one lick about Francesa and Russo, yet they think they are the biggest things in, in sports media. So I will say, like, as someone who didn't grow up in the New York metro area, but who did get the Yes Network, mm. um, I was well-versed in Mike and the Mad Dog. And I liked them. I thought they were interesting. Um, I didn't realize that they essentially created the sports talk genre. They, 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 they credit themselves with that. They're not, I mean, I, they were probably the first sports radio stars yeah question mark they weren't like you know they, they weren't even the first broadcast on their network you know what i mean yeah you're right so about that but i i don't know like, like they gave themselves this huge send-off and then immediately they're i believe they're already back together i think they're getting back on wfan if i'm not mistaken yeah that has been widely rumored uh i think they're just waiting for some sort of non-competes to expire <laughs> oh god what a what a bleep show that is but you know <laughs> people we got we we it's it was a weird era for sports talk over the last few years where we sort of had like the birth of the take and then the quick reaction of the take culture is terrible right and i don't think I don't think takes as, you know, as an entity on, on their own are really that terrible. 
you know, so like let's let's take let's take a quick look at at what Jim Rome did, okay. right? His thing, his whole thing was he would talk for three hours into a microphone with nobody, and then well two hours, and then in the third hour he would take some phone calls and rack them, rack them exactly, and you had fifteen seconds or less to be interesting, and that's not bad content, and that's not lazy content. I found myself liking Jim Rome and the callers, not for like, I don't agree with a lot of things Jim Rome says or thinks, but boy, do I admire his talent for delivering content I don't agree with. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's not he's not bad at it. He gets he gets to the point And, you know, whether you you don't have this is a problem. This is a, a 2018, 2010 through through present day problem where people think that their opinions matter. And I think it's because it's so easy to get your opinions out there. Hey, we have a podcast now. Um, it's so easy to get your opinions out there that people think their opinions matter. And it's like, yeah, okay, you can disagree with Jim Rome all you want. Who cares? Right. Like, <laughs> as someone who has a podcast and a blog which is like your white guy starter kit. Um, <laughs> like, I, you do feed your opinions into this, like, vacuum, right? Like, it's this machine, where this content industrial complex. And to do it on your own, to do it, like, without someone to check you, without someone to bounce ideas off of, or without someone to, frankly, argue with, like, you're going to end up with some really polarizing material because what you'll do is you'll take a point, right? And you'll take the 20 minutes in between commercials, expanding upon it. And what you kind of do is you sort of move further and further into take land, mm -hmm. right? Like every time you say something, you try, you become more emphatic with it. And by the end, you're saying things that like, basically either the people agree with because they've been following you for that whole ride or they got off like seven paragraphs ago and they're like, I don't know what this guy's doing, but I don't like where it's going to go. And you combine that with the need to go viral where yes. you, you might be doing a three hour show, but all you really care about is that 15 second clip that everyone's going to play over and over and over again. So you have to get that. You have to get that high. Exactly. And that's and that's part of it. Like we're incentivized really for being as like bombastic and, um, you know, dare I say, um, blasphemous as possible. Right. Because like when's the last time you just heard someone say something really smart and meek and unassuming and nuanced and that went around the Internet? It oh, doesn't I, happen. It, it, no, we, our, our podcast hasn't made it around the internet yet. No. But. How, how many NPR shows go viral? Um, well, isn't – I don't, I don't uh, have the stats in front of me, but isn't like the most popular, most downloaded podcast, isn't it like All Things Considered on NPR? Isn't that like the most downloaded podcast? Yes. Yes, it is. It is the, so. most, down, it is the most downloaded podcast. Well, then, then what you just said is wrong. Well, it, it, there's a difference between being downloaded, which is being well-liked, and being um, – what's the word I want to use for this? A and being um, viral, which is just noticed. Like those are there's – there's two different things. The thing is you want to be noticed in order to get liked and not the other way around. Okay. Okay, just as a quick, I, I did a quick Google, and I got podtrack.com. Uh, this American Life from NPR is number one. Uh, the Daily from the New York Times is number two. And The Joe Rogan Experience by Joe Rogan is the number three most downloaded podcast. So, like, it's really, really hard to do three hours of radio by yourself. I mean, we like doing if I were to do this 
alone or you were to do this alone or Greg were to do this alone, like even for the hour that we do this, we would very quickly run out of interesting things to say. I, I mean, some people might say we've run out of interesting things to say already, but you're, you're absolutely right because, I, you know, we just to pull back the curtain a little bit, you know, we talk for a little bit before the show starts and we work out over the course of the week everything that we want to talk about and we come down to like four or five topics and, you know, uh, we go off on tangents and we barely fill an hour ten. Right. Which is like really <laughs> the magic of this show, and I, I use scare quotes uh, around the word magic, is that most of it is just the three of us trying to make each other laugh and it doesn't always have to do with sports. No, that's true. And to, to, to just do three hours of strict sports and, and like analysis, like all the research that has to go into that. Oh, yeah, there's an enormous amount of research. Like I I have dipped my toe into and, and loyal listeners of this uh, podcast will see the, the results of this soon. You know, I've dipped my toe into starting to try to write about sports and there's just even in writing about it, there is an enormous amount of research that goes into it. And you have to know so much and you have to be ready with any kind of information, especially when we're having, you know, an ongoing back and forth conversation. You can't just, you know, it's not we're not texting. Right. I can't just stop our conversation and say, hold on, I got to look something up real quick so that, you know, like I just did with podcasts, which I don't even know if that's going to make it off the cutting room floor. So... <laughs> Yeah, like you can't you can't edit yourself. I mean, yes, we can technically, and, and we do. That's that's why yeah. we sound so great, <laughs> right? Through the magic of audio editing, but like we can't we can't unring bells. No, you know, if we say something stupid, we gotta we gotta edit it, or we or we've gotta fact check each other, or we've gotta real time look something up to make sure we're not fake newsing y'all, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure we've done because I have gotten. I've learned that I'm I'm not great at quickly looking something up on the internet, although that is one of my favorite parts of this show. Right. So speaking of things we're going to quickly look up on the internet and research we haven't done, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about baseball. Baseball? Is that still happening? I don't know. It's rumored. Oh, I okay, and we're back. So hey. it's the middle of summer. And when it's the, the middle of summer, days. It's the do- they call them the dog days of August. And that's when DMX is at his peak. <laughs> Your astrological sign, if you're born in August, is DMX. Um, so it's it's the time of baseball season where we're after the trade deadline. So you think the season should matter, but you still can't really sit yourself down and watch a three-and-a-half-hour-long baseball game. And you know what? I, I say that they've done a really good job of making these games shorter, but you just can't – you you got to find out what's going on in the baseball season before you can just sit down and watch a game. So that brings us to an excellent question. Hey, what's going on in the baseball season? Because every time I look at my TV and it's on ESPN and the bottom scroll comes up, the Boston Red Sox are winning another game 9 to 3. Yeah. So like the Boston Red Sox this year are an all-time great team. Yeah, I think they're going to they're so so I have up the baseball standings because that's that's the quickest way to get a, a neat little snapshot of where right. everybody is. And the Boston Red do. Sox are on pace to win 115 games, which is insanity. I think that the Yankees have the record of in 90. No, the um, the Seattle Mariners did it in 2001. That's right. 118? Did they get? 108. It was, it was 116 or 118. Yeah. So. <laughs> Speaking of reason. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry, I'm on it. Um, 2001 <laughs> Seattle Mariners 116 and 46. The 1906 Chicago Cubs in a 152 game season, 116 and 36. That's insanity. That team was loaded. That team was loaded. 763 they had, winning percentage. 
they had uh, um, Terrence from the packing department uh, on that team. They had they had Billy the tobacco chewing smoker out in left field. You know what? I think they don't sleep on they the tobacco took, chewing smoke left fielder. They took shots during the seventh inning stretch. Look, I just I just then. pulled up the nineteen oh six Cubs. Uh, uh, roster, and I mean this is a veritable who's who of <laughs> how, how, <laughs> how many men named George are on that team? Uh, you know what? You know what? Not a what? single George. They do have what, what, they do have a Doc, a Bull, and oh. three Jacks, three three Jacks just just on the pitching staff. <laughs> Three jacks on the pitching staff. That's a winning hand. <laughs> Go to Vegas with that. And surprisingly, Bartolo Colon. <laughs> he was in the seventh season. <laughs> he was already on his third team. <laughs> he was. It was right after he was with the New York Highlanders. Wow. People don't know that that's what the Yankees used to be. No, fun fact. Fun fact, in 1898, they were the... Uh, I believe they so. They were the New York Highlanders. Yeah. did some. T- I think he did some time with the St. Louis Browns. <laughs> Philadelphia A's for about four seasons. Yeah, the Phil- <laughs> he was hanging out with Connie Mack. <laughs> Connie Mack, who managed the Philadelphia A's since the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> right up until World War II. Uh, <laughs> it was. They were just wheeling out his corpse like weekend at Bernie's. It was weekend at Connie's, which was hard because they weren't playing uh, stadium music back then. Or I guess they had the organist, right? But they had the organist, but like the ballparks weren't as large, so like organs, you know, I guess carried. I feel like yeah, that's kind of the point of an organ. That's probably why. That's right. probably why they're organists. Like I've never thought about it, but that's probably it. Yeah, it was the loudest instrument you could conceivably play that wasn't like a tuba or a gong. There are four teams in baseball with a run differential over 100. Four teams in all of baseball. And yeah. they, of course, are all in the AL. It's the the Red Sox at an astounding 213, <laughs> which if you divide in half is still better than the entire National League. Um, the... Houston Astros at 195, uh, the Yankees at 137, and the Indians bringing up the rear at a plus 123. But I wanted to talk for a second about the Atlanta Braves. Because the Atlanta Braves are going to be in the playoffs, I think. I think. They are. I did, no, you know what? That's not a That's not a lock. No. There are a lot of games. One, left. two, three. There are 11 teams within seven games of the one seed in the NL. <laughs> they're, they're one game ahead of Philadelphia, who I also didn't know was any good. Although looking at the NL East, like, none of those teams are good. None of these teams in the NL East deserve to make the playoffs this year. No. Look at the look at the NL West. <laughs> there are th- what is there are that? Teams. Within one game of each other in the NL West, the fourth place team is five games out. So it's the Diamondbacks are one game up on the Rockies and Dodgers who are tied. And the Giants are five games back. But these are, I mean, these teams are bad. I mean, the second, the Rockies have a minus 17 run differential. This is a LeBronless Eastern conference. It really is. That's, that's, a really good analogy. This is exactly what the Eastern Conference is going to look like. It's going to be the Boston Celtics and the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves would be fourth in the AL West. Would be they would be second in the AL Central. Yeah, they're just a half game behind the, the half Indians. game behind the Indians and third in the AL East. Right, a full, a full. A full 17 and a half games behind the Boston yes. Red Sox. <laughs> can, we talk, can we talk for a second about 
as impressive as the Boston Red Sox run differential is, can we take a moment to admire the every bit as astonishing run differential of the Kansas City Royals? The Royals? <laughs> I don't even know how you do this. The Royals are minus 214. They're the mirror image. The Royals are the mirror image of the Boston Red Sox. They have the reverse record. They're 36 and 82. <laughs> the Sox are 85 and 35. 31 games. See, they also are somehow worse at home than they are on the road. Now, I mean, they're not good either in either place. But 17 right. and 42 at home, 19 and 40 on the road. I just, man, I can't even imagine going to see a baseball team who is somehow worse than the Miami Marlins. I did, and the AL has two. <laughs> we forget that the Baltimore Orioles set a record for being the earliest team ever eliminated from playoffs. I mean, contention. they're, of course, aided by the Boston Red Sox, who haven't lost the game since right. three years ago. When is the last time you saw a baseball team 50 games <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know that I ever have. I don't know that I. I don't think I've like at the end of a season is it, is it that possible? Because like the the Seattle Mariners, like in their two thousand one season, if they went one hundred and sixteen and forty six, that means the worst place team in that division had to be sixty six and ninety five or sixty six and ninety six, yeah. which is like really bad. Yeah, but not bad <laughs> enough. <laughs> But not bet, not, not whatever Baltimore is doing. I I can't believe that Kansas City minus two fourteen. Like, is that a record? That can't be. That Tigers team that won oh, forty yeah. games. Oh yeah, that really Tigers bad. team had two twenty game losers on their pitching staff. Justin Verlander yeah. was one of them. <laughs> was Max? I think Max Scherzer was on that staff as well. Now, now I want to look them up. We're falling into a baseball reference uh, uh, rabbit hole here on Shane's Life as a Fantasy Draft. Well, you know what? It goes to show you just how much more we liked baseball 10 years ago. You know, that's an excellent point. I don't know, and, and, and I know we've talked about this on the show before, but baseball, baseball's got a problem. And I don't know if it if the problem is that all we get are home runs and strikeouts and walks. I don't know if that's the problem. I think the problem is just recognizability of the players, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like they're missing a huge opportunity here with Jose Altuve, who is four oh foot goodness. seven and the best hitter in the game. He's four eight. <laughs> He's the best hitter in the game, and he's done a couple of commercials, and he's super charismatic. And he needs to be the face of baseball. He needs to be everywhere. I need to be – he needs to be Ken Griffey Jr. So I think what it is is – you know how, like, basketball players have their own shoes? Yeah. So, like, really, you can you – can, you can – you could trace the rise of basketball to the to right like Michael Jordan becoming recognizable for be, for having signature shoes. And as Nike and Adidas and Reebok and Converse and as all those companies started signing up athletes like you know artists to record labels like they've they created brands around these athletes. Baseball doesn't really have that. There's no baseball shoe, right? I mean, there's a spike, but how, when's the last time you went out and bought a pair of spikes? Um, that makes sense. And there are actually, because I, 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 I know this because I'm that guy in your beer league, softball league. So I, I went out and bought a pair of spikes because I'm that guy. All right. Um, when, I, when I Googled you know spikes i did learn that in fact uh different baseball players actually do have uh you know there's 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 mike trout baseball spikes it's just nobody right. buys them because why 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 would you 
Yeah, there's not like a mass market. No. You know, like if um, and baseball players and correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't they don't individually sign to like Nike or Under Armour or Reebok. I think I think teams do. I think I'm mistaken because you know I see like Aaron Judge will come up to bat not any time in the last few weeks he's been injured, Um, but he'll come up to bat and he's got Under Armour stuff all over him, but. The Yankees aren't signed to Under Armour. So individual okay. players will have individual, you know, uh, uh, gear. I don't think it's All not right. it's not the NFL where they force everybody wear, to wear the same stuff. And the NFL really like fantasy is really what's propelled NFL star power over the last. Yes. Decade. But I mean, you're you're lying if you don't go into your fantasy draft and say, what? This guy's on that team now? (laughs) Well, the rosters are so huge. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, there's so many transactions, and you're just like, man, I can't believe Pierre Garçon's on his fourth team. (laughs) Is Pierre Garçon still a Redskin? No, he's a Niner. Of course he is. And uh, Frank Gore is a Miami Dolphin now. I don't know if you knew that. He is. This is his last year. He um no I, he he said he wanted to end in Miami because that's where he's from. Um. By the way, the Detroit Tigers that year where they went forty three and one hundred nineteen, only forty seven games back. Yeah, the Minnesota Twins won that uh, division that year at a sparkling ninety and seventy two. The uh, their run differential is, I think, a staggering three hundred and thirty seven. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think the Royals think are going to so. catch up. There's not enough time left in the season to get to minus three thirty-seven for the Royals. Right. That is. That is a bad yeah. team. Well, I can't. Here's the thing, Ugh. right? And this is a combination of a bunch of things, but I can't. I don't think I could name you a Royal. Uh, let's play that. <laughs> like, game. I don't think I could name you a present-day Kansas City Royal, unless I don't know. Mike Mustakis is a Padre, I, I think. Um, Ross. Let's um. This is great. Right. I'm. I've got. I've you're got pulling up the roster. Up. I already told you I can't do it. I'm. Right. I've pulled up the roster. Mike Mustakis is a brewer. I haven't looked at it yet. But of course. All right. Me, can I just tell you? Can I just tell you how close I was though? Mike Mustakis is a brewer, but the picture on his Wikipedia page is of him with the Royals in 2018. So I almost, I almost knew a <laughs> so Royal. He must have. He may have been traded may before have the been deadline. Just traded. All right, so I I'm gonna try and name. <laughs> You're looking at their roster. No, no, no. I I, I immediately closed it because you were like, I can't do it. So I'm like, well, okay. I'm gonna. So Mike Mustakis signed with the Royals, re-signed with the Royals this year, and then was traded on yeah just before the deadline. So I almost knew a Royal. Okay. All right, so now so I'm going back to when the Royals won the World Series, which was somehow only three years ago. <laughs> I can't believe that's so true. That's so... You know what? As a, as a quick aside that may turn into a longer aside, everyone loves yeah. football, right? Because you could go from worst to first right. and first back to worst, you know, in any given year. You know, we're doing that in baseball. Yeah, we can so, now. If we're doing that in baseball, why why do we love football so much more? Because there's only 16 games. I think it, it, it's because we can never have a representative sample size, right? So the, the eggheads can never get into football. Right. Football is not really a merit. Like, baseball's regular season is a meritocracy. Basketball's regular season is a meritocracy. Basketball's playoffs can be, too. I mean, I know best of seven. Basketball's yeah. playoffs absolutely are. Because, I mean, again, you only have five guys right. on the court at a time. If you have the best player on the court, you're going to win more often than not. Yeah. Um. Now, as far as... You never, goes, you never can have you like, never can have a representative sample. Sixteen games is not a representative sample size, but because of how vicious the sport is from year to year, you can't even say, you know, from year to year, this is what this guy is. Right. 
I mean, think of how many think of how many players have like these incredible either starts to their careers or just come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and play well. Yeah, Sean disappear. Alexander, Priest, Priest Holmes, Holmes, Larry Johnson, all these guys. Shimunga Biakapatuka. Tim. He went by Tim. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Shimunga sounds cooler. Um, like you. Football's like yeah. that, right? Like you can have a team that's like really bad that goes, you know, ten and six, uh, and then gets waxed by a much better team in yeah, the playoffs. It happens. Or you know, catches a, or a team that goes like nine and seven, but they were kind of unlucky during the regular season, and then they quote unquote catch fire and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's crazy. So that happens. It's not really a baseball thing. Baseball, the rotations are shorter in the playoffs. You can get more fluky outcomes. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you you go from a representative sample size to not one, right? You go from 162 games right. to a, a well, I mean, now we go to a one game sample for for the wild card, which is which is right. mind boggling. And then, yeah, I don't understand why they don't do th- like a best of three, best of five, best of seven, best of nine. That's too many rounds. I would love that. Well, I mean, it's wild card, and then your DS, CS, okay. and World Series. I would love that. Yeah, a best a best of nine World Series would be great, and it would probably like always go nine games. Yeah, you would hope because you then you're dealing with things like mm-hmm. the back of the rotation. You know, you're dealing with things like long relievers. Although, and do blowouts. you want do you want your championship game to you know possibly come down to like a fourth starter and a fifth starter? Like, is that something that you want or, you know, just entertainment wise, okay do you want, you want the stars out there though? I think what you would do a best of nine world series would be dope because then you'd have your ace go game one, five and nine. Right. Which would yeah. be amazing. And then, I mean, far be it for me to propose something as radical as adding two games to, I mean, back in the old days, the world series was like, Best out of till whenever they felt like not playing anymore. <laughs> Best out of until the manager calls from the hardware store. <laughs> right. There was, there was, <laughs> it's getting dark. You got to wake up early for your, you gotta wake up early for your wheat shilling <laughs> shift in the morning. Oh God. Clarence. <laughs> over, over, under 35 and a half major leaguers named Clarence on the 1906. Cubs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the 1906 Cubs just had like eight dudes and then a ghost runner. Oh, because the ninth guy died of lung cancer halfway through the, the season. literal ghost runner. <laughs> so name me now. Now that we've now that we've uh, uh, prefaced this enough, name me a can a Kansas City Royal. Uh, Royal, 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 Royal. royal. Um, a couple of former Mets on this roster. Oh, th- thanks for the hint. <laughs> like I can name a former Met. Um, Matt Harvey. Not that former Met, is he? Okay. okay. He might still be on the Mets. No, he I went to where did he go? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Alex Gordon. Yes, Alex Gordon is a present day, uh, present day Kansas City Royal. Um, left field. I thought he played third base. Uniel Cespedes. Uh, no. No. I don't even know if that's a real player. I know you might be thinking of Yoannis Cespedes, who is thank you. Current yes. Met. Ah, is he? Okay. Um. um the former Met that I was looking at and was surprised by is Lucas Duda. I don't know who that is. Who he was, is that? Uh, he was a, he he was a surprising surprising Met. Came out of nowhere. Played a lot of uh, first base. Played really well for like half a season, then disappeared. Apparently who disappeared the... to uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Wikipedia or uh, witness protection. Um, who was the good player on the Royals when they won the World Series? Paul Rudd. 
I don't think it was Paul Rudd. He's just a fan. <laughs> Felt who, like he was on the team. He was like was the Kevin the, Hart of Kansas City. Who was the good player on the Kansas City Royals when they They had won? a great bullpen. Who That's was their closer? True. Can't name a Royals close. I don't think I could name a single Royals closer from the last twenty-five years. Eric Hosmer, is that who you're thinking of? I don't know. Eric Hosmer, Alex Gordon was on that team. Alex Rios, Mike Mustakas was the third baseman. Kendrys Morales him. was the DH. Who was wow. the closer? Who got the saves? Hold on. I think he because I think he won like World Series MVP. The closer? If I'm, yeah. I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. I mean, Greg Holland or Wade Davis? Wade Davis. Yeah. Wade Davis no, only had the... 17 saves. He was the setup guy. Greg Holland was, the, was the actual s- closer. Oh, all right. Wade Davis was like the was like that guy you streamed in fantasy leagues back in 08 when he was like a fifth fifth starter on like the Reds. <laughs> Yes. You're like, oh, God, I don't have anyone to pitch today. Might as well pick up Wade Davis. He's starting, apparently. Yeah, he's like the J.A. Happ. J.A. Happ, who got hand, foot, and mouth disease after being traded to the Yankees at the trade deadline. I I didn't know you could still get that. Uh, Mostly kids get it. Uh, Noah Uh Syndergaard also got it, apparently. Oh, Noah Syndergaard. That's an interesting story. And and okay. we'll, we'll close we'll close baseball season on Noah Syndergaard, who I think I wanna I wanna get this right for you. Okay, should we do it next week? <laughs> no, we can we can close baseball season on on Noah Syndergaard, who is presently eight and two for the Mets. Okay, the Mets are the Mets are fifty and sixty six. They're all right. They're terrible. <laughs> They're the fourth best team in the worst. I think we can safely call the NLEs the worst division in baseball. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. They seem to be. Um, I mean, I, the AL Central's dragging it down pretty hard, but the uh, so the Mets are are almost the worst team in baseball. Noah uh-huh. Syndergaard, though, a uh, two point four WAR so far. Eight and two with a three twenty two ERA, a one two two one WHIP, hundred strikeouts in ninety five innings. Like he's crazy That's excellent. good. He is crazy good. And be a Yankee. he is toiling away and just disappearing on this Mets team. And I That's the uh the Felix Hernandez yes. uh phenomenon. Yes. And I think he has more I think he's going to wind up like leading the league in no decisions because he just keeps leaving these games, you know, up one, nothing and they lose. Oh, Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel terrible for him. And that's, that's where we'll close. That's where we'll close baseball season. We may, we may, he has 16 starts and 10 decided games. (laughs) Oh my God. He's indecisive. Yeah. Although only 16 starts so far. Uh, anyway. Well, he was injured. Uh, yeah, and also now he has hand, foot, and mouth disease, which is generally reserved uh, for children. Um, uh, I don't know if he's back yet. Hopefully he's back. So we're going to take another quick break. Uh, you're welcome. We just we just solved baseball season for you. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back after this, and we will, uh, we'll get into uh, some, some more some more fun stuff for you. Okay, and welcome back. So, a lot of people on my Facebook feed, and I'm sure on yours too, wherever you are, if you follow Facebook, will complain about being an adult. And they'll say things like, oh man, I I don't want to adult today. Like, this is just too hard. I have to pay all these bills. I have to clean my house, mow the lawn, blah, blah, blah. And while a lot of that is true, and you're you're not wrong when you say that a lot of being an adult sucks. There are a lot of perks to being an adult that people don't talk enough about. So, John, you mentioned two weeks ago, 
three weeks ago that you were going on different dates with different women on consecutive nights. And this is the kind of thing that you can just do now that you weren't able to do when you were in high school or college and your life was supposedly so much better. And you've written about this a lot, especially recently, where the past isn't as good as we thought it was. So give us a little bit about the perks of being an adult as you see it. So uh, let me preface this by saying this, right? Like, I grew up in a house where, like, adult was very gloom and doom, right? Where, like, you'd constantly hear from, like, your parents, your uncles, your aunts, your grandparents, enjoy it now because it only gets worse from here. Like, when you're, like, 12. Oh, my God. So, like, just imagine that, like, you're growing up, you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and you're constantly being fed this stream of, like, life only gets worse as you get older. Like, I didn't feel like I had a lot to look forward to. Right? That was probably one of the more depressive times in my life where I was in high school getting the snot kicked out of me, getting, you know, gum stuck in my hair, and coming home to people saying, it only gets worse, you better enjoy it. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? Because this might be the end. These are your golden <laughs> years, kid. I. It's like, <laughs> sure. So, like, I enjoyed high school. Ooh. It was good. I. I enjoyed college. It was college fun. College was great because all of a sudden people were a little more welcoming. But you know what's nice? Having money. Oh my god. It's so good. Like it's you know, you know what's nice? Having a schedule I can keep. Oh. <laughs> a place to go every day between 9 and 5. You know, I I understand that that you know, me we're we're probably talking from from a place of privilege here and I get it. I was I was going to bring that up if you didn't, but yes, we are extraordinarily yeah, privileged. We're, we're blessed and obnoxiously I so. I get it. And I'm not going to say, oh, if you don't like your job, just go get a job that you like because I was unemployed for, for, for longer than I care to say. And I understand how hard that is. Same. I, I got a letter from every district attorney's office in the state of New York, every county, but for one telling me that they didn't want to hire me. Like that's, that's hard. <laughs> getting, I... getting rejected that many times. <laughs> There was a there was a period of time in my life, which was not all that long ago, which was six years ago, where I applied to ten jobs every day, for a period of of six months, and I heard no from every single one of them. Right. So, and life was hard. I made you know how much money I made to twenty twelve. I take a guess how much money I made. I I I, I, I want I want to I want to hope that it's at least above like twelve thousand. Like at least you were making a grand a month. It was eleven. It was eleven thousand dollars. So we say this to say that we understand and we've been there. Right, we've been there. I woke in my on my in the eve of my thirtieth birthday. I slept in a rental jeep in a parking lot of an extended stay America. So we say all that to say we've been there and <laughs> that life's really damn good <laughs> now. <laughs> we paid our dues literally. And, yes. You know, it's and the interest on those dues <laughs> and, and the interest and the, and the uh, predatory loan fees. <laughs> and so we, so it's really, it's really nice having, uh, man, just having things that you can do. So I, I was having a conversation with someone uh, over the phone, which is not something I do very often. And he said no. to me, this is the only phone call I take. Uh, this all is, week. Yeah, this is certainly the only phone call that I regularly make. Every now and then someone will just call me and I'll talk to them because I, I feel weird declining phone calls and i also feel weird because I, oh, I everyone don't. knows i'm looking at my phone right like everyone knows i have my you phone on me so if you call me 
and I just let it ring and go to voicemail, we both know that I sat there staring at my phone until it stopped ringing. <laughs> the bet, you know what else is great about being an adult? Letting all calls go to voicemail. Also true. But anyway, I took this phone call and this guy was like, my wife's at the store and she's texting me that she wants to get a cake, but we're not celebrating anything. And I'm like, get a cake. Get a cake. <laughs> what do you need? To, there's no reason not to get a cake other than, you know, health sure, But I mean, if you're not, if you're not a diabetic and you're not in any kind of, you know, immediate trouble, get a cake. That's what be that being an yeah. adult is being able to say, you know what? I want a cake. I'm going to go get one. Buy a candle. <laughs> yeah. Light it. You know what? Sing happy birthday if you want. Yeah. Or, or, or sing baby shark, whatever it is, is you want to sing. Do people know that song? My daughter will not oh. stop singing that. Daniel, you have to watch. Oh no. It. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've been forced to see. It's been a song for a while. But they just recently figured out how to make it go viral. <laughs> oh, God, I've I've had that I've, that that and not a perk about being <laughs> an adult. Well, I mean, you know, and and people will. I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you guys from from this angle, right? I have a kid, and people will say, "Oh, once you have kids, that's it." You know what? We've done. My generation has done a really good job of making kids stuff also adult friendly, like. They're not great, and I'm not going to say that, you know, Trolls is any kind of, like, award-winning cinema, but... It could be this year. I can watch some of these movies, you know? Like, Jemaine Clement right. of, of Flight of the Concords is in Moana. Like, I can watch these movies. They make, not adult-themed jokes, but they make jokes that I can laugh at. And I, I can appreciate right. this. And then I go back and I watch like 101 Dalmatians, which I must have watched a thousand times as a kid. And I'm sorry, mom, uh, because I watched it 101 times, one for each. That Dalmatian. movie is terrible. That movie oh, is bad. bad. Like <laughs> if you low key Disney's back catalog pre Little Mermaid. Yeah. Little, Little Mermaid Yikes. is where it starts to turn. And. Yeah, yeah, like like Disney got good in the last twenty five years, <laughs> and yeah. so I, you know, anyway, all that's to say, like I can get behind a lot of the things that I have to do with kids now, because my generation has made it pretty good at understanding that it's the adults who are paying, and right, I guess because there's so much content out there what it is you choose to do has to wind up being good. Yeah, if you're if you're with all the available entertainment options that there are out there in 2018 world, like if you are doing something that you genuinely don't like, that's a you problem. Absolutely. You can make the decision. I mean, uh, assuming you have the means, uh you can make the decision right, right. to do and see and experience the things that you like. It is it is right. impossible not to at this point and you need you need serious you need to to be an ostrich and and shove your head in the sand to miss out on all of the things that you want and there's so many great things there's so many like i can i was on a date this past week with a with very lovely very lovely young lady um and she was kind and she was interesting and not bad to look at. And, you know, we had a nice long ranging discussion. She left to go to the bathroom, use the restroom, wash up or whatever. Um, and I whipped out my phone and I sent the most salacious sex via WhatsApp to someone in a foreign country. You just couldn't do that. 10, 15, 20 no, I years mean, first ago. of all, the technology wasn't there, but you couldn't you couldn't do that. True, you just we didn't have the ability to do things like that when when you're not an adult. No, like you couldn't imagine like not having, you know, like your parents are like, oh, you can't have the car this weekend. <laughs> well, then, and what? also just in terms of, and I know that you know different people develop in, at different 
paces, but like you didn't have the experience 20 years ago to be able no. to even send that, to, to even know what to write. Right. <laughs> like low key, like one of the great things about being an adult for half my life is getting really good at doing things that only adults can do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That, you know, if if you have an open mind and a willingness to learn, you learn things like how many drinks is too many drinks. I, I was a little worried about the direction you were going. <laughs> I didn't know you were. <laughs> Daniel, I was worried about the direction I was going to take. And, and, um, and, so, and there are and, and you can. I remember one of and this is this is another just instance of of me being lucky in my life and I get that but I remember one of the biggest fights I ever had with my mom growing up it was the first I think it was like the first time I came back home after college and it was like I don't know 10:30 at night and I said hey I'm going to go out and grab a burger and she said no you're not <laughs> and i was like when you are in this house like, what, do you, what do you mean no i'm not there's the burger place mean, it's, no, yeah i'm hungry, hungry. Uh, i don't want to make food you don't want to make food i don't want to do any dishes you're not shake shack i live in we're, you know we're here in new york city like there's burgers <laughs> You can't, you can't swing a cat without hitting a burger in New York City. Absolutely. You can't swing a burger without hitting a cat either. Pretty much. And that was um, one of the biggest fights we had. Now, like, uh, you know, it's 940 Eastern time as as we speak. And if I want to go get a burger, I can go get a burger. I could call and have one delivered, sure too, can. which is probably what I will do. As Aladdin once said, there's no one to tell us no or where to go. <laughs> Is that what that movie was about? Is that that's is that is that is that a com- is Aladdin a coming of age story? It's a um no, I think it, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a fable that rails against uh, classicism or classism, okay. you know, guy rough guy from the wrong right. side of the tracks, you know, love knows no <laughs> tax bracket. Which is total Love BS. absolutely knows that. Everyone bracket. knows that. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Let me. Let me. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of multimillionaire women that are just foaming at the mouth, waiting to make me their little play toy. Actually, all right. There's one. But like <laughs> that is yet another perk of being an adult. You know, George, of George being Carlin an adult. had yes. a really good uh, a really good thing. On this, and I'm gonna paraphrase it. Uh, you know, when you're when you're a kid, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, and you don't have any means anyway. So who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, as you get older, right. you start learning what you don't know, and you still don't have any means to do anything. So you're pretty miserable. <laughs> uh, then you become an right. adult, and you're starting to get to know things, and you're starting to have the means, so you can have a little bit of fun. And then you get old, and you have the means, and you don't care anymore. And you know everything. And now it's time to party. And I feel like that's kind of moved right. up for us. I feel like people call the millennials a selfish generation. And I'd like to agree. And I want to know why that's a bad thing. Right? Like, we are selfish. And, and I don't we feel do like things we're... that we want to do. And we make kids' movies that are fun for adults. And we have craft breweries everywhere. And why is any of this a bad thing? We're selfish because, like, look, the world is dark and terrible and 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 breaking, and we just want we just want like one last piece of happiness, like one just small corner of joy, where we could just sit there and be like, you know what? Not everything is the worst. That's all we want. We're not asking for a lot. No, we're not. We're just. We're just asking for our corner of the world to be a little brighter than the world is dark. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful place to end the show. So we're going to duck out. We're going to come back with some social media handles. And uh, we're going to plug our new blog. Stick around.
Okay, thanks for sticking it out with us. Hey, don't, don't talk over me while I'm trying to do the socials here, right? Like, <laughs> just wanted, just like last time. By the way, our 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 final commercial break, quote unquote, yielded some of the <laughs> best discussion. Yeah, you guys missed out ever in the history of this show. You guys missed that. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, everybody. That'll be. We need to. You know what we need to do is we need to chop those things up into like those thirty second Instagrams. And be like, this is how this is what was not on the show. Imagine how great the stuff that was made okay, it to the I'll show was. We got that. I'll, so yeah. yeah, go for it. Um, what, do you, what do you want? What do you want? You want to step all over my stuff? You go. Yeah, I want to step all over your stuff, um, Daniel. I think you were gonna. I think you were saying something about how we should tell each other yes. our social. So <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you can find the show on Instagram at Shane's pod. And we have, we, we, we discovered an issue this week. Um, there is a person named Shane Spode who is at Shane Spode on Instagram. That is Shane's pod with an E on the end. So I don't know who you are, Shane Spode, but if you're getting our DMS forward them. Okay. All right. I see him on. Uh, he's on Facebook. This this Shane Spode fraud. The Shane Spode character is a real guy. <laughs> I bet he is. He is a uh, he is a initial response technician at a company I won't name. That's nice of you. I mean, it's yeah. public. It's on Facebook. He owns a cat. Of course, he does. Um, he would be a he cat seem- person. He's about our age, and he seems like kind of a decent guy. <laughs> He also uh, he I think he likes wrestling, or oh, at least a guy who looks like a wrestler. <laughs> oh man, this dude! This dude might be my friend. Uh, he might be a cool <laughs> guy. I mean, maybe we should slide up into his DMs. You know what? Actually, yeah, he posts funny memes. Come on. Yeah, man. We don't want no Shane on Shane crying. No, yeah, Shane's no. I, gotta... I take it all back. Shane Spode, yeah. you're cool. Yeah. Anyway. John, where are the people going to find you? So you can find me on the Instagram at Shane Spode. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! You didn't see that coming. That is, that um, is the biggest twist in the history of this show. Stay tuned next season in 2020 <laughs> when we find out uh, who gets the Iron Throne. Um, so you can find me johngorman.co that's my blog it's hosted on medium it's got a bunch of followers uh it sounds nothing like the rest of the show well if you liked if you liked the last part of this show like the of today's show like that that's pretty close to the blog it's as close to the blog as we've gotten um but also speaking of medium our podcast has a blog yeah we just started we started blogging you know uh, once a week is not enough for us to get our ideas out there so we are uh we're we're endeavoring to post something you know if not every day every couple of days yeah and it's going to be it's going to be wide-ranging it's going to be uh Maybe not as much uh, going off on tangents like we do when it's the two or three of us talking together, but it's going to be wide-ranging in terms of topics. Uh, you know, a couple of sports posts up there. We have a uh, post uh, by Greg Dennis regarding how Bills fans are peace. juggalos. Greg, did you just rest in peace, Greg Dennis? <laughs> just kidding. My man. He's fine. He's fine. He's, Don't do he's that. Fine. I'm uh, going to clap 50 times for this. Wow. Wow! I'm just, I'm just gonna You're just giving giving those claps up. All right. I'm giving. If this was behind the paywall, I just gave you like 14 cents. Oh my god! Yeah, we're not behind Insane. the paywall though. No, um, we can't afford that. <laughs> and the uh, yeah, um, our inaugural post was uh, Saquon Barkley farting so hard that he blew his towel up. You want to see that? So I mean, who doesn't? You can find our blog, uh, medium.com slash at Shanespod. I'm going to figure out how to get a cool johngorman.co type URL soon. I'll figure that out, and uh, we'll give that out next week as well. Be sure to check yeah. us out on Instagram. We are killing it on Instagram. Killing it. Yeah, killing crushing it. it. So be sure to follow us for, you know, hourly updates. I don't know. 
how often however often you want to check instagram oh you don't want to do instagram hourly no nah that's gonna get you muted oh okay so not hourly we'll do it like twice a day twice a day be sure to check Max. for your for your bi-daily posts exactly <laughs> i was bi-daily in college <laughs> Speaking of Instagram, speaking of things that are easier when you're older. Yeah, right. (laughs) Another perk of being an adult. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Hey Gorman. Hey Gorman. Uh, Be sure to also follow Greg Dennis at uh, Gram Yo Life Away. Is he? He's is he back? I mean, he he likes our stuff. I don't know. He's at least lurking. If he's not posting, he's he's Insta creeping. Creeping. Creeping is what you do on Instagram. Lurking is what you do over at Reddit. <laughs> Solid five out of seven reference. <laughs> uh, Greg, we love you. Um, get well. See you back, uh, see you back next the week. The joke was that he was on vacation. He was. Oh. <laughs> well, here I go. Trampling all over jokes. Oh, man. When on that note, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will see you hopefully sometime next week. And uh, we out. Have a great week. Life's not terrible. Life's pretty great, especially in Jacksonville. Flint Flon!